My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. It's Bashi here. Today we have a super exciting guest, Michael Benjamin. He sells done-for-you credit repair services, as well as a mentorship program that teaches clients how to start their own automated credit repair businesses. He's also the host of the Consumer Ammunition Tactics podcast. Welcome to the show, Michael. Thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate you having me. How are you doing, Basha? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How are you? Good, good. I'm blessed. Blessed. <laughs> blessed. I love it. But anyway, yeah. we're gonna have some we're gonna have some great conversation. We'll cover what's working, your podcast, your challenges, and your goals. I'm sure, we'll have a lot of great takeaways from that. Before we Definitely. jump in. Do you mind telling us a bit about your story and where you are today? Yeah, so Michael Benjamin, I consider myself a God-made hustler. A lot of people in life, they're just like, oh, I'm self-made, you know. Based off of my journey and everything that's happened in my life, I testify everything to God. Um, I just got to be transparent. I don't know if I'm not supposed to be saying that on the podcast. No, but... absolutely. Go for it. I agree with okay, you. All right. Okay, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So shout out to God. And basically, I grew up in... California. I was born in Inglewood, California. For some people that know about Inglewood, California, it's a pretty dangerous area. A lot of stuff going on, you know, shooting, stuff like that. So then we moved out of that area. My parents basically came from Nigeria to America to give me my siblings a better opportunity. So then we moved to um, a different place in California. I went to school in San Diego. I went and got a chemical engineering degree. I was working for a number of years. But I, I always had like an entrepreneur mindset. So I just felt like there was more in life that I could do. You know what I'm saying? So as I was working my job as a chemical engineer, it was a good salary. You know, it was a six-figure job. It wasn't just like any, you know, small amount of job. So I was, I was saving the money I was making, but I had the plan of leaving. I get tapped into credit. I build a credit business called Consumer Ammunition Tactics. I'm learning a lot about these uh, consumer laws and how to legally remove negative items from credit. And, you know, as you know, credit is like everything. People need credit for everything. So it's it's definitely a market people could tap into. I was able to find what worked for me. And then I was able to basically replace my job income. Then I had the freedom to leave the job. And now, like you said, I'm educating more people to do the same, um, buy their time freedom back. Because, you know, it's 2023. Not everybody wants to go to the office and fake laugh with their coworkers, you know what I'm saying? So I just want to give people options and be able to spend more time with their family. So that's why I'm here now. Absolutely, for sure. So I want to know how you narrowed down to that niche. Mm -hmm. Credit. Mm -hmm. So I'm big on investing yourself. So people, anyone that knows me, they know that I don't like being around cheap minded people, people that don't want to invest money into, you know, different programs. I'm big on invest with someone that did what you wanted to do get quickly to the answer. So when I was, when I was basically working my job, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to get into. I didn't really know much about credit. So the first thing I really tapped into was um, doing like Amazon, eBay drop shipping. So I was just mm -hmm. like, okay, I see people making money here. Then I started doing um, garage sales. I'm pretty sure your audience knows Gary V. So, you know, I got a lot of inspiration from Gary V. I was like, okay, let me go do garage sales. I was just doing a bunch of things to try to you know, make additional money. But then 
eventually I was watching a bunch of free content. I was watching a webinar on credit. And then there was an opportunity to tap into a mentorship. And I saw it was like $3,500. I was just like, you know, let me bet on myself. I know most people won't tap into that. I even had a conversation with someone saying like, oh, that mentorship is $3,500. Like, why would someone pay that? My mindset is, okay, you know, this person doesn't want to tap in. A bunch of people don't want to get into it. Let me see what kind of information is over there. And I never regretted it. I got tapped in. I met people, like-minded individuals that invested that amount of money. I understood more about credit. I got tapped into um, the laws, the consumer laws, and I was able to, you know, understand different parts of the FCRA, the Fair Credit Reporting Act, uh, known as a 15 USC 1681. Understanding stuff like, oh, 15 USC 1681B number two says that the consumer reporting agencies, meaning Experian, TransUnion, or Equifax, if you didn't give them written instructions to put that collection or, you know, that hard inquiry on your report, you can legally get it removed. So just knowing uh, different mm -hmm. jargon and things like that really allowed me to really educate myself. And then after that happened, I started my own credit business. I took on people for free. I was giving them good results. Whole time, they didn't know the information that I got was from me investing in myself. So they're just like, oh, you know, like all this magic. I didn't know magic. I just invested in myself, you know? So mm -hmm. I got access to that information. And then basically I was able to help people clean up their credit and that word of mouth spreads. and you know, here I am now. I love it. Tell me a little bit about the turning. Sure. So you originally, you had, you know, this business where you're repairing other people's credit and then you decided, okay, I'm going to teach other people how to build businesses like this. Tell me a little bit mm -hmm. about what went behind that decision, why you made it and how it's impacted you since then. Yeah, definitely. So when I was doing what I was doing, I was just like, okay, let me just educate people. They could do it themselves. If people don't want to do it themselves, you know, they could hire us to do it. And then it got to the point I was, this is when I was working my job. So I was getting a lot of DMs left and right about, do you do personal mentorship? Do you do mentorship? Do you do mentorship? And at the time I was like, I'm not trying to do a mentorship. I just wanted to help people, you know, fix their credit. And that's that. But then it got to the point, I spoke with one of my mentors and one of my mentors was basically saying that if you have access to information and you don't give it to someone else and you know, it could like bless their family situation. In that case, you're selfish. And I, I sat and thought about that. And I was like, oh, damn, let me figure out how to do this mentorship program. I did the mentorship program last August. So we started last August. I taught the mentorship program and, you know, just teaching people what I've done as far as systems, understanding that you can automate the process. Once you know what you're doing, you can automate the process, hire a virtual assistant. You can have appointment setters. You can have a closer. So you're hands off once you actually know what you're doing understanding um, YouTube retargeting ads. You could create specific ads for people that have seen a particular video. These people that have seen uh, my two hour training, like hop on ad. I know you saw the two hour training. If you want more help, you know, book the call, you know, just little things, having a CRM system, just teaching um, those different things. And then just getting into the complexities without like legally telling people, cause I'm not a lawyer, but letting people know about their rights of how you could sue for the reporting of this negative information. So just a lot of information that people didn't know. So once I created our mentorship, I felt like, okay, I'm not being selfish because I'm giving out this information to people. And then at that point, that was around the point where I was able to leave my job. So that gave me more confidence because I have more time. I could focus on creating a mentorship program. And I kind of looked at it as like a God-given purpose to serve people. Um, one thing people don't know before 
is that I had I was I had a couple podcasts. Well, I know we're gonna talk about podcasts, but this is technically my third podcast. So I had a book podcast. Yeah, I used to help people write books. I published my book in 2019. And then I I was on I was on NBC TV locally out there. They interviewed me as far as you know the book. I was doing speaking engagements. Then I hopped into um debt free. I paid off my student loans, 30,000 plus in one year back in when I was 23 years old. So I was helping people. as far as financial. And then I hopped into going right away. It might take a couple steps for you to get to where you're going, but that was my journey personally. I love it. What were some of the biggest mistakes that you made when you first started? When I first started, some of the biggest mistakes I would say would be not hiring a mentor right away because I had a mentor that got me into the credit, but understanding how to run a business, I was a different mentor I hired. Then I hired, I, I hired a different mentor for $3,000 over here to teach me marketing, you know, just investing in myself in different stuff. That's why I'm big on saying invest in yourself ASAP. So I invested in my, I invested at 3,500 to understand like, okay, I want to do credit, but then I kind of delayed a little bit investing in more mentor. Cause I thought that was all I needed, but sometimes it goes back to the simple fact that you don't know what you don't know. So what I tell my mentees, what I tell my students, what I tell everybody, if you have an opportunity, definitely invest an additional thing, which goes back to the umbrella of mentorship. Uh, one thing is I was delayed in hiring. So a lot of times as entrepreneurs, we want to do everything, but if you want to scale, you're not going to do it by yourself. You got to hire people. And obviously no one's going to love your business as much as you. No one's going to give it as much care as much as you, but you just got to you just got to live with the fact that, okay, if, if I could train a person to do 70 to 80% of me, I could buy my time back and work on different things that need to be done in a business. As I'm doing this podcast interview, I have a team that's doing disputes. I have a team that's calling people to, you know, let them know, oh, Michael told me to call you. You, you can get into this mentorship that goes on over to the closer that speaks about, you know, the mentorship program. These are all things that I was doing before, but when you hire a team, you put people in position, that'll definitely help you scale quicker, but you got to know what you're doing first. It's not that you just hire right away. So I would say the main mistakes I made initially was not seeking mentorship in alternative areas I needed right away and then not hiring fast enough. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I completely agree. Delegating is crucial when it comes to trying to get to the next level. Definitely. For sure. So Definitely. what keeps you motivated? What keeps me motivated? What keeps me motivated is my legacy, leaving my mark. Again, like I said, I feel like um, I feel like at this point right now, helping people with the credit, helping people run their businesses. My mentorship is called Cat Credit Retire Your Nine to Five Mentorship. The reality, most people don't like their nine to five. So I think um, what keeps me motivated is seeing people get those deletions. Or I made, I got a couple new clients. So I made two thousand here. I made three thousand over here. You know just helping people get to the next level. And then I speak about this on my own pod podcast as well. The reality, we all got our timeline, you know, we're not going to be here physically forever. So I think we should add value to people while we're here. And then that goes back to the conversation I have with my mentor saying like, if you have access to information, but you don't give it out, you're selfish. Hmm. Do you ever, maybe, maybe it's a silly question, but you know, you're teaching other people how to build a business that's exactly like yours. I think that some would say that that's, it's like creating competition for yourself, but how do you look at it? 
No, I don't even look at it as competition because I just had a, I just had a, I, I bi-weekly meetings with my mentees. I just had a bi-weekly meeting with them right now, recently, like uh, today's Friday on Wednesday. And I was telling them, I was saying, I encourage y'all because I have specific files in there, like our template letters and things like that. I said, at the end of the day, everyone has similar template letters. We're saying the same similar laws. So I encourage them. I said, go ahead and create something based off of, uh, you know, what I'm doing. And I, I can I can see what somebody would say as far as competition. But if someone has that mindset, to me, I'm curious about what their intention is, because I feel like if you're if you're genuinely trying to help people, that really shouldn't be a worry. And then I understand that the reality is that I could tell you how to do it like me. But no one, no one's gonna specifically do it like me. I'm not gonna specifically do it like them. Someone's gonna gravitate to me. Is gonna gravitate to me. Someone is gonna gravitate to them. Is gonna gravitate to them. So, I can I can see how some people might have that mindset. But I think again that goes back to what I don't like to align myself with, which is like a cheap mindset. Because I I think abundantly. Like you know, when we talk about competition with credit, so many people have bad credit. You know, yeah. So the market is definitely out there, and I, I wouldn't say that there's any competition. So, for me okay. personally, that's how I look at it. I like that. I like I like that you're looking at it with an abundant mindset. There's yeah. an infinite amount of money in the world, infinite amount of well, infinite amount of customers in the world. Definitely, there's definitely. plenty of people to help, and there's plenty of people that need to help those people. And I can't help everybody, so it's like if I'm like, oh, I don't want to give you this information to go help people. I can't even reach the person over there. I'm trying, I'm trying to make sure before I physically leave here that we impact as many people as possible. So I, I need help for people to, you know, do this. Love it. Love what you're doing. Yeah, so, appreciate it. Of course. So what are some of the biggest challenges that you're facing in the business right now? Some of the biggest challenges I'm facing in the business, I would say as we're as we're, we're working on scaling. So as we're working on scaling, it's more so about finding the right ads that attracts the right customer. So we have our client avatar. We know what we look for. And I think the main thing is continuing to find those quality leads. Mm. So I, I think, I think that's the main thing because we have, we, I mean, we have, we have the system, you know, people have paid for it. So we have the proof of concept, but it's just about making sure we're bringing in the right people and then continuing to, you know, get case studies from our current people to use that as advertisement. So we just, we've been doing mainly organic for the most part, but we recently are just tapping into ads. Going back to what I said again before about mentorship, I have a mentor that's helping me with ads. So, you know, I'm, I'm going through her program with that as well. So I would say, I would say narrowing down on our quality ideal client. Now we've been, I've been more specific in the messaging for that and the content because the content, what I, what I teach people is the content serves as like, it's, it's definitely nurturing people. So by the time that they hop on a sales call with you, it changes from a sales call to an enrollment call. Cause it's like, if you're speaking to all the things that they could possibly say, like, Oh, I don't have money. I don't have this. You're calling out like who you specifically serve. I think you will get better quality clients, but that's that's basically what we're going through right now. Mm, okay. So just, yeah. I guess, narrowing down what kinds of ads and campaigns you're running. Yeah, yeah definitely. Because I'm, I'm, I'm relatively new to the ads ad space. And mm. I used to think like, oh, you, you got to have so much 
money to start and all that. But then once I invested with this uh, mentor, she kind of changed my mindset about it. So going back to the theme again, everybody invest in yourself. It don't got to be with me, but invest in something. If you want to get into Airbnb, you know. know. Love it. Absolutely. Invest in yourself. Tell me about one of your biggest client wins or favorite client wins. Who comes first to mind? One of my biggest client wins. So I got this guy. His name is uh, Will. So he's been, he, 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 he was actually one of my first mentees. So he tapped in when we did it live. So right now it's like course material and then you get in the community. Mm-hmm. So basically we understand with these laws, like I said earlier, I'm not a lawyer, but based off of the reporting of the information, you know, you can sue these companies. So basically through what I taught in the training, there's a specific class called class number three. I talk about how to sue uh, the consumer reporting agencies and debt collectors the way that, you know, I've done it and we've done it. So basically he went through the process and I believe it was, I think it was like $7,000 based off of uh, negative items that he, he was able to get a check from them because these consumer reporting agencies are constantly violating people, but people don't know how to actually exercise their rights. So if you got collections, you got inquiries, it's, at least $1,000 per damage. It's about what you can know and prove, basically. So he took the information to the next level and got that. I got a different client. His name, he joined recently. I want to talk about old and new. So he just joined, where in May? I think he joined in March, a couple months ago. So he joined in March and he found me through YouTube. He said when he first started credit repair, he was getting like no results. And then once he joined our program, he used one of our letters. He got like nine collections deleted for one of his clients. So just for, for him to see those results and the way that we teach in that program, in our program, based off of him getting those nine collections, I think it was at least like maybe like a thousand dollars that he got from that client in wow. particular. Yeah, yeah. So just for him to just for him to see, you know, what's real and just see those results you know it was it was dope for me to see so he, he's definitely an action taker and then uh will's an action taker as well that that uh seven thousand dollar case was definitely a win and then uh yeah uh yariel getting the uh, nine hundred dollars i mean nine collections deleted and then i have a third mentee i'm thinking of her name's tammy she joined recently too so she was dealing with uh bankruptcy for a client for a while um a lot of people don't know they think like, okay, bankruptcy has to stay there for seven to 10 years or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is, again, it's about what you know. So these laws, she applied the laws. She was able to remove the bankruptcy and I think a repo as well for one of her clients. So she was dealing with that for a while. She got on our program. I always give my mentees a two-hour Fair Credit Reporting Act literacy class. I taught a two-hour training so they get access to that for free. I just break down all the specific laws, like 15 USC, 1681B says this, 15 USC, 1681C-2 says this, and I break, I break down the, the law and the language. So she was able to implement that and get that uh, bankruptcy and repos deleted for her client. So anyone that has bad credit, you do have options, you know. Oh my gosh, I love that. So the bankruptcy was removed after how many years? So she she told me she was dealing with it for one year, mm-hmm. but then... Once she got into the program and she started implementing what we were what we were teaching, then she was able to get it removed. So I don't know. I, I know it wasn't up to seven years. I want to say because we had a call. I want to say she said it was there for maybe two to three years, but she was dealing with it particularly for a year. So obviously oh, wow. with the whole seven year. Yeah, with the, it, it wasn't it didn't have to stay there for seven years. Wow. I did not know that. That is so cool. 
Yeah. A lot of people don't know this information. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I try not to say too much, but, you know, (laughs) just do your own study. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing, though. So tell me a little about the intention behind starting the podcast. Okay. So, like I said, I had this like my third podcast. So I had I had the book podcast when I was teaching people how to write books that came along because, again, once I wrote my book, people were asking me. I had no intention of doing that. So that's why I started that podcast, the debt free. How'd you pay off your student loans in one year? You know, I was giving information. Now we come to the consumer ammunition tactics podcast. So the intention behind this podcast was I really had no intention of it growing like that and using it for my business. I was just using it as like a documenting my processes. I was learning these consumer laws. So like when I said, oh, the FCRA Fair Credit Reporting Act, 15 USC, 1681. Well, the way I'm able to quote it now, you know, I've been studying it for a while. But I started a podcast back in April of 2021. And I was just documenting my process. Like, oh, I'm studying these laws. I literally took out my phone. I'm pretty sure anyone has a podcast knows about Anchor. You can uh, record it on your phone. So I just was recording audio on my phone. And I was just documenting the process. And I was just like, you know, I'm going to just leave it there. Whoever listens to it, listens to it. And then fast forward, it, it does get some traction. I start interviewing some people on it. I interview some people that deal with credit repair, some people that deal with leveraging credit, because credit is everything. Some people might be leveraging for Airbnb. I had someone speak about real estate recently. I'm not like tapped into real estate like that. So I learned a lot. And yeah, the whole intention initially was mainly for just documenting my process as I was learning about consumer laws and credit. And then I was just going to let it be there for whoever gets the information. But then it started to add a little bit more pressure as more people are listening to it. So then I was like, okay, let me take it a little bit more serious, interview people. And then fast forward to now, 2023, we do two episodes a week. One episode is a mindset because I've noticed a lot of people that I've hopped on or that my team talks to, they become discouraged whenever they get a drawback. One thing people got to know is that credit is not something that you fix in two minutes. You know, it could take upwards. I tell people to be patient for at least a year. It could take a lot of the bureau saying, oh, verified, we're not going to remove this information. But you you just have to have a different mindset. So that's why we do the Wednesday mindset episodes. And then we drop every Sunday as well. So answering your question, the intention was just to document the process. But then I saw that it was actually helping people. So I love it. I love it. What are some of the challenges that you face around growing the podcast? So I would say some challenges I face right now, which which I know is something we need to do, is it's more so, I guess, the marketing of it, because it's mainly audio. And yeah. I understand that, you know, in today's day and age, video is uh, definitely important. That's why whenever I do interviews with people, we put it back, we put it on YouTube, and then those episodes tend to do a lot. But because I guess because I'm personally involved in a number of different things, I haven't made it a priority to grow the podcast as much. But the main thing we use it for marketing is we add our like our own ads to it. So I might have an episode that's running, you know, I'm giving the game and all that. And then I'll be, oh, this episode is brought to you by our mentorship or something. And then I'll say, text this to this. I'll go grab this ebook. And so, I mean, it's it's been it's been serving the purpose as far as uh, being profitable. But yeah, the issue I would say mainly is 
the marketing. And I think, I think more video would probably remedy that, but it could also be stuff. I don't know. Cause you don't know what you don't know. Yeah, of course. All right, Michael, thank you so much for coming on the show. If you had to leave with one piece of advice for any entrepreneurs who are listening right now, what would it be? Thank you for having me. Um, the piece of advice I would say is invest in yourself. Invest in yourself. Love it. Absolutely. I completely agree. Definitely. All right. Group, if you're listening and enjoy. Oh, I'm so sorry. Totally forgot. If anybody's looking oh. to get in contact with you, what's the best way for them to find you? Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm on Instagram. My personal Instagram is at Mike O. Benjamin. So M-I-C-H-O Benjamin, B-E-N-J-A-M-I-N. Our business Instagram is uh, CA Tactics LLC, CA Tactics LLC. And then if you search my username on YouTube, we have over a thousand YouTube videos. I always encourage people to go and binge watch the YouTube videos. It's a lot of information over there. If you learn about the credit, you can make a lot of money just based off of the free information. So I encourage you, go use our free information. If you can't be used, you're useless. Use our information, you know, go ahead and uh, get yourself to the next level. All right. Thank you so much. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure entrepreneur and would like to come on the show, please visit top100interview.com. Thank you. Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.